Welcome to the Shores Church Online. Great to be with you today. I'm excited to study God's Word with you today. Whether you are following on Facebook, you're watching on YouTube, or streaming on Spotify, it's great to take a few moments and study God's Word with you today. Let me encourage you to like and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening so you don't miss out on any messages that are coming out of the Shores Church. We want to make sure that we continue this relationship and help each other grow in the ways of God. I do want to invite you to check out myshores.church. It's our kind of online bulletin, so you always know what's going on. For example, our Christmas Eve service is coming up. The details are at myshores.church. You can catch up on previous messages, that you can take our online membership class, you can give online. All of those things are right there, and we would love for you to take a few moments and go on myshores.church. Now, today's message is week three of our series, More Than a Holiday. And what we're going to be doing is really diving into the idea of the Holy Spirit. Now, when we think of Christmas time, we usually think of the gift of Jesus. But I want us to think of a different gift today that we were given when Jesus went back into heaven, and that is the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You see, in week one of the series, we talked about mankind's problem. Adam and Eve were removed from the garden because they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God needed to remove them before they ate from the tree of life, because if they did, they would be eternally separated from God. They were removed, and then God came up with his solution, which is what we talked about last week. And God's solution was that God would come in the form of man, being Jesus, living a perfect life. He was born of a virgin. He died the death that we should have died. He was resurrected and he is coming again. That is God's solution. But today we're talking about the Holy Spirit execution because the idea is mankind had a problem. God had a solution. And now God wants to use us in the solution by sharing with mankind that there's a problem, but a solution. And he gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us the helper to execute that solution. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm really excited for this message. But before we dive into it, would you repeat after me? Your word is written in my mind. Your word is hidden in my heart. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will seek you with all of my strength. I choose to live my life according to your word. Your word, O oh Lord, is eternal. Now, typically, this would be the moment where I would begin sharing scripture with you, but I want to set the, the table for this passage of scripture before I do. Now, oftentimes, the mentality when we come into church is, what's in it for me? That I hope we sing the songs I want to sing. I hope I get something from the message today. I hope that my kids are taken care of, that I hope I get to see my friends. I hope I can arrive when I want to. I can leave on time to go and do the thing I'm going to do next. There's a lot of I statements that happen. And some of those are very valid things. We want our kids to be taken care of. We want our kids to learn and grow in the ways of God. We want to see our friends. We want to enjoy the experience. Those aren't bad things. But the problem is we are making our main ourselves the main character in the narrative, in the story. When I think we can all agree that when we look at church, the main character should always be God. Coming to church is to worship God, not to get things out of it for ourselves. If we're looking to get things out for ourselves, we are really just wanting to take care of ourselves. We're coming in with who's going to serve me, who's going to take care of me, who's going to meet my needs. 
And that's not the attitude we should have when we're entering the presence of God. We need to come with an attitude that says we want God to be the main character. We want to flip the narrative. And instead of asking the, the question, instead of thinking of who's going to see me, you see, a lot of times I think the problem is we're either from a prideful sense saying, I want people to see me. I want them to see what I'm doing. I want them to see what I'm capable of doing. I want to uh, have them hear me preach that if I could sing, I, I want them to hear me sing. I want this, them to see me serve to, I want to serve. I want people to, for me to see. So like think of it, asking the question this way, instead of who's going to see me, God, who are you going to let me see? And how do you want me to serve them? We need to ask that kind of question because when we ask that question, we are in fact making God the main character. And if God is the main character, then the way we approach church is completely different. Instead of hoping to find an environment that's comfortable for me, we're walking into the environment saying, God, how can I be a gift to this environment so that you get glory? That's how we need to approach church. And with this message in mind, it's this idea that mankind has a problem, God has a solution, but with the hope of the, ho the help of the Holy Spirit, we're able to come in and able to execute that solution so that mankind's problem can go away. That's what today's message is going to all be about. So we're going to dive into John chapter 14, verses 12 through 26. Would you read this with me today? Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever." Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live and you also will live. And that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not a scarrogate, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourselves to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him, and he will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Now, Jesus is preparing to go back to heaven when he's making these statements to the disciples. And he's telling them, I'm not going to leave you high and dry. That if you are in me and you're doing the things that I'm asking to do, that God the Father is asking to do, you're going to be okay and that we're going to take care of you. And in fact, you're going to do the same works that you saw me doing, but even greater. And really what that greater is getting at is not necessarily that they're going to be better than Jesus's, but that all of the disciples and all of the people that are going to come to faith underneath them, they will do a greater amount of things that more and more and more will be accomplished simply because they're following and doing what Jesus has asked them to do. But he says, but when I leave you, I will make sure that the helper, being the Holy Spirit, comes to help you. 
You see, since the beginning, there has been a problem. Mankind, sin, was separated from God, and God had to give that solution that was Jesus. And now that Jesus is here, and he's has died the death we should have died, and he's about to be, uh, and he's been resurrected, and he's about to ascend back into heaven, the disciples need something else. They need a helper, need the Holy Spirit who's going to come and live on the inside of them and help them to be bold, to be strong, to, to know the right things to say in the right moments that they'll be able to impact people for eternity because the Holy Spirit's going to be right there guiding them along. And Jesus is making the statement that you're going to be better off with the Holy Spirit than you are with me. And in the, the moment that I'm sure that sounds crazy, like, but Jesus, we don't want you to go. But Jesus had to go so that the Holy Spirit could come and could enter into them. And then ultimately, Jesus could get everything that he paid for on the cross because they were operating at their full power. If Jesus was here, they were going to rely on Jesus. But with the filling of the Holy Spirit that's about to come, they were going to have a boldness come upon them that would allow them to do things that they couldn't do if Jesus was right there and they were defaulting to Jesus. Now, I want you to hear John chapter 16, starting in verse 4. I'm going to call this 4b because it, uh, it, there's a, a break in the passage. So we're going to start in 4b and we're going to go through 15. So read this with me today. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I did not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin because they did not believe in me, concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer, concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Now, I want to give you a practical example of the Holy Spirit being a helper. You see, we can hear that, and we can really have that imagery that Jesus is leaving and he's leaving us with someone that we don't know but the holy spirit is really here to help the disciples and to help us today now one of the things that we need to realize is that when the holy spirit gives us boldness and the holy spirit gives us the right words and the holy spirit gives us everything that we need we need to operate in this mentality the realization that we need to listen to the spirit you see we try doing everything on our own it would it would be look like this a little bit Imagine if I told you I have a bottle of pop here and I've got a cup and you got to move all of the liquid from this bottle into this cup and you cannot drink it and you cannot pour it. And you really can't even pick up the bottle. What's the easiest way of doing it? I'm going to put my finger on the straw and I'm going to get the liquid and I'm going to move it over and I'm going to kind of keep doing this and I can keep going over and over again. But the reality is, is this, it's going to take a long time. It's probably going to be messy. I might spill some, but when the Holy Spirit comes into play, I can do this a little bit differently. You see, I'm not going to pick up this bottle, but I've got the cup here and I'm going to do something a little bit different to get the liquid from here into here. And this is what the Holy Spirit does for us.
is he very quickly, I'm not sure you can pick up that fizz and the, the liquid that's in here. I can very quickly get the liquid from this bottle into this cup and I can keep doing it. Whenever I listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, and the breath that is the Holy Spirit enters us and we speak what the Spirit is telling us to do, we're able to accomplish this mission and accomplish it much faster than we ever could on our own. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit and trust that His voice is what is good and is what is right for us. It allows us to accomplish that mission and do it in God's timing. The Holy Spirit allows us to execute God's solution so that mankind's problem can be taken care of. Now, I want to share with you another passage. This is from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. I want you to hear what happens when the disciples allowed the Holy Spirit to enter into them. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, in this process of speaking in tongues, there were some individuals that they were really moved, that they heard their own language being spoken. And there were some that were saying that the disciples, that they must be drunk. And, and Peter stands up and he begins to share with them that, no, we're, we're not drunk. We are experiencing something from God. We are experiencing the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he begins preaching. And as he begins preaching, 3,000 people come to Christ. Now, I want you to remember just a matter of about seven weeks earlier, when Jesus is going to the cross, Peter is denying Jesus and his relationship with Jesus three times in one night, specifically to a young girl. But now he's standing up in a crowd that has at least 3,000 people, and 3,000 people become followers of Jesus Christ because he had the boldness that came from the Holy Spirit. You see, he wasn't trying to move that liquid from the bottle to the cup on his own, but he was allowing the breath of the Holy Spirit to blow into him, to give him the right words, to utter, to speak to a crowd. And 3,000 people came to Christ. What could happen if you allow the Holy Spirit to enter into your life and allow you to speak what you're to speak in your workplace, in your, in your home, in your neighborhood, with your friends, wherever you may go, when you allow the Holy Spirit to give you the boldness to do what you are called to do, not what you want to do, but what the Holy Spirit has called you to do. I want you to now look over in verse 42 of Acts 2. We're going to look at verses 42 through 47. Let's read this. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Now, here's the thing I want you to realize. Mankind has a problem. You and I had a problem. When we uh, were, were born, we were born into sin. And until we made that prayer, that decision to say, Jesus, come into my life, would you change me? Would you transform me? Until we said that prayer, we had a problem. But God has always had the solution. He foreshadowed it in the Old Testament that Jesus was coming. And Jesus 
is that solution for us. And when we invite Jesus into our life, Jesus doesn't want us just to stay where we are. He doesn't want us to stay comfortable. He no longer wants us to be the main character in the narrative, but he wants God to become the main character in the narrative. And we're willing to do whatever God calls us to do so that God can get all the glory that he deserves. That's what we're called to do as Christians. And the thing that I want you to realize is that when we read this passage from Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 42, when we just read that, it changed these individuals fundamentally, where possessions of this world no longer mattered. Things of this world no longer mattered. They devoted themselves to studying God's word, putting God first, giving to God what was God's, giving above and beyond to others to take care of their needs so that people could meet Jesus Christ and have their lives radically changed. Because when we are in Christ, we are a new creation. And when we are a new creation, we have to live life differently. We have to put our focus on who does God want me to see and what does God want me to do for them instead of saying, God, who's looking at me and are they, uh, are they proud of what I'm doing? Are they thinking that I'm good? Are they thinking that I'm talented? It's not about me. It's not about you. We need to put the narrative and say, God, you are the main character. What you want is what matters and let me do whatever I can to help you out. I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to be a church that is just playing church. I don't want to be the main character. I don't want you to be the main character. I want God to be the main character. I don't want I want to play a part of executing God's solution so that mankind's problem can go away. And we only do that when we have the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to encourage you with. I want to pray in a moment that if you've never accepted Christ, that today could be your day accepting Christ. As Jesus' birth is being celebrated this week, and we are excited that Jesus came, I'm more excited the fact that Jesus died the death that we should have died, was resurrected, and is coming again, but he also sent us that helper. That combination of all those things allows us to do everything that God has called us to do, and he... he works in me and he works in you and we can trust that God has great things in store for us. So I want to pray that if you never accepted Christ that you will. But what I want to invite you to is next Sunday here in the church, we're going to be having just a special time of worship during our normal Sunday morning gathering. We're going to be seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be seeking healing. Whatever the Holy Spirit puts on our heart for that message, we're going to spend time praying. It's going to be an extended worship time. It is going to be a great way to end the year 2021 as we look forward to 2022, believing that God will use our church in a new way in 2022 like he never has before. So I want to let you know that next week there will not be a YouTube uh, video, Facebook video, Spotify streaming, because it's all going to be done in person. I'm encouraging you, if you're in the area of St. Clair Shores and you watch us online and you're faithfully watching, I love it. I appreciate it. I want you to be here next week. I believe that God has something great in store and I want you in the building. I want you to be a part of what God's doing. So I, I realize that things like this can't be captured on film. It needs to be experienced because when the Holy Spirit's presence is there, then the Holy Spirit can move. When we look at the disciples, when they were there on the day of Pentecost, they were all gathered together and they were anticipating and expecting God to move. And that's what I want to have happen. So I want, well, here's what we're going to do right now. We're going to pray for those that have never accepted Christ. And then I'm going to pray over next week's message. And I want you to be praying and seeking that God would move next week. Maybe even spend a day fasting this week. 
maybe uh, set some time, a special time aside praying for next Sunday, because I believe that God can do something incredible if we'll simply allow it. So let me pray right now. If you've never accepted Jesus, this could be your moment. All you have to do is, as I'm praying, say, Jesus, come into my heart. Heavenly Father, I pray for my friends as they're watching this right now, Lord, that if they are wanting to accept you into their life and they never have before, Lord, I pray right now that they would say, Jesus, come into my life, change me, transform me, make me new. God, I am so grateful that they're making this decision right now. Lord, I pray that you would move in their lives. And Heavenly Father, I pray for next Sunday as we anticipate a move of the Holy Spirit. We anticipate this time of of worship and spending time in your presence. Lord, I pray for healings to take place. Lord, I pray for people to be set free. I pray that the baptism, the Holy Spirit would happen. People would be speaking in tongues and that you would give us the boldness needed to execute your solution so that mankind's problem can be eradicated and that we can be reunited with you forever. In Jesus' incredible name, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. If you're watching on YouTube, following on Facebook, streaming on Spotify, hit that like and subscribe so you don't miss out on anything. Remember, next week, we're going to all be here in this building. If you are in proximity of St. Clair Shores, I want you to be here. Now, as we go to close, would you just say the Great Commission with me as we do every single week? Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Thanks for joining us again this week. I look forward to being back with you in two weeks here on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, wherever, as we begin 2022 with a great word. I'll see you then.